home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. What a week it's been. Everybody, sit down. Crowds are just going wild tonight over the show. We have a fun show tonight. Um, again, in the body of the show, you'll see how the show works. If you're new to the Rated G Radio uh, Saturday date night live with psychic Stephanie Gerard, um, Stephanie and I get a chance to chit chat for the first half of the show just to catch up and talk about life, maybe you know share a story or 12. And in the second half of the show, then we'll be actually taking listener calls. So if you want to hang out, until we get ready to take your calls, we would love you to do so. And then uh, when we get ready to do that, Stephanie will talk about how she does it, what she does, what she doesn't do. Um, also, and if you want an extended reading beyond the question that you can ask tonight for free, um, we'll promote Stephanie's website. You know, it's a, it's all about, you know, um, helping you and, and doing kind of um, exciting things you've never done this before. I think you're really in for a treat. Stephanie's website is uh, whitelight.love, and I've got links all over the show page. So, again, after tonight, if you want to go back and re-listen, you can. Um, if you want to go visit Stephanie's website and book an appointment, you can do that as well. Um, something that I forget to mention most of the time, this show is available on Apple's iTunes podcasts under Rated G Radio. So if you want to subscribe and get the downloads, you can do that. I think it probably is going to download um, as our um, combo with my other flagship show, Rated LGBT Radio. So you may see both of those on there. Um, My buddy Rob hosts the show Thursdays, and he has a variety of different co-hosts and such. We did the show for a long time, and I've shared this story before that I had to go get a job to pay food and rent each month because, you know, crazy, I like to eat and I like to have a place to sleep. And so when that happened and I had to stop doing the Rated G radio uh, show for a little bit, um, Rob says, I still wanted to keep doing, you know, the LGBT show. And I said, that's great. Have fun. I'll be at work sweeping up bacon fat and stuff like that. So Rob's um, continued on with her tradition. Um, They've won awards. It's just uh, on a life of its own. But if you go to Apple's um, iTunes under podcast rated LGBT radio or rated G radio, all the same umbrella and uh, encourage you to listen to Rob's show when you can. He actually does another show on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time on KSCO radio up in Santa Cruz, California. I think it's called Out in Santa Cruz. I've been a guest on the show. I've been a co-host on the show. Really kind of fun, but it's a you know different energy, different everything than um, you know what uh, we do over here. So over here tonight, my date for Saturday is Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hi, Garrett. <laughs> uh, Woo! Doing good. Doing good. You know, a little while ago, we had this heavy-duty rain come through, and um, wow, it poured, it slapped the ground, and the thunder and the lightning, and I was excited. I had windows open until (laughs) I realized the rain wanted to make a contribution through the window screen, so I had to close the windows, but um, a little bit of excitement leading up to the show, for sure, for sure. The last time um, you were on the show, weren't you in, were you in Seattle or Portland or something like that? And then you're headed to your brothers <laughs> down in Phoenix. So what's been going on? 
I know. It's kind of like, where's Waldo? Well, Waldo's back in Alaska, so it was very exciting. Uh, my brother and I, we met in Oregon, and there was a family get-together there, and we got to see um, our dad's sister, our auntie, and her husband, and the kids, and their grandkids, so we had like a little mini family reunion. And then from there, uh, Monday morning, this is a cute story. We flew from Portland to Phoenix, and of course we coordinated so that we would be on the same plane flight. So my brother, he says, well, I'm going to go, you know, we've got to go up to the ticket counter and, you know, get our seats assigned. I said, oh, okay. So he goes flying up there, and I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, yo, I'm taking my time following him. And um, I arrive in time to hear the guy behind the ticket counter say, well, sir, we're really sorry about that. We really tried to make sure that you could have a seat by yourself, but it looks like somebody's going to be sitting with you. And he was like, oh, okay, whatever, because he just rolls that way, right? So I get up there, and the guy looks at my ticket, and he said, sir, my brother stopped and turns around, and he says, this lady here is going to be sitting next to you. And he's like, you know, he may as well have used the microphone, right? That's how loud it was. I started howling, and I said, sir, he goes, yes. I said, that's my brother. I'm going to sit by him anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was, was funny. Well, you know, you never know with airplanes. So what was it like flying, um, you know, given everything that's going on right now for restrictions and such? How was that experience for you? Well, I will say my one conservative grandmother's expression, oh, for the love of Pete. And I would always say, well, who's Pete? Well, she was really trying to keep it clean, and I didn't know that. So, uh, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting, you know. Flying Alaska to Seattle, okay, fine, you know. Um, So that was the bigger plane, probably a 737. So every row, you know, three seats on one side, three on the other. Two of the three seats were taken pretty much for the most part for the entire plane. And it's like, okay, fine. However, (laughs) Seattle to Portland, they call it a commuter taxi plane. Well, you Uh. know. Oh, my, oh, this, that was like nightmare waiting to happen. So we get on the plane, and I won't say what I really want to say, but let's say we were rather cozy. Every on that plane was taken. There now, is everybody wearing a mask? Wicked. Yes, everyone's wearing a mask. Every, okay. yeah, that's the only way you can get on the plane. So everyone is has their mask on, and then they talked about social distancing on the plane if you had to use the one and only bathroom at the front of the plane, of which no one's going to do that. So anyway, um, no, we were masked up and everything, but everyone's just like sitting frozen in this position, like no one wants to touch each other. It was craziness. It was crazy. And then that plane, I mean, you know, little plane, it goes down the runway and the nose lifts up and it feels like we're only a hundred feet above the ground, right? It was a little freaky, but then it's kind of pretty. And it was thankfully a beautiful day. It was a beautiful sunny day. So it was all worth it. But um, (laughs) then we land in Portland. Well, it's like landing in Long Beach, California. They drop the stairs at both ends of the planes. Bye. Have a good time. (laughs) It's like, what is this? This is crazy. In Portland? Oh, well, you were on that tiny little commuter plane, though. That's probably why, though. 
well, yeah, I just, I wasn't quite prepared for that. I start laughing. People are looking at me like, oh, okay. So after 25 minutes, she's lost in mind. Now she's cray cray. So I'm like, we're getting off the plane with stairs. So of course, you know, I have to be the rebel and I have to go out the back door and climb down the stairs. Why not? They're there. Right. Uh huh. So, <laughs> and I know how much you love stairs. Oh, honey, you know, I love them. I embrace them. Not so. So anyway, it was entertaining. And so then, so our plane, our little hot dog plane is landed. And Garrett, it was a ghost town. Look around. Look around. This is an airport, right? And so at an airport, you would expect airplanes. Uh Uh-uh. We were the airplane. And so really? it's like, I'm serious. I'm serious. Wow. It was quiet. And then finally, you know, walking in there in the distance, there there was an airplane, but it wasn't going anywhere. It was parked and that was it. So got inside of the airport. It's a ghost town. I mean, it was eerie. It's nothing. None of and and none of the shops are open. Nothing's open. You just you, <laughs> you hope you're going the right direction to go find baggage claims. So, excuse me. So anyway, I finally got there. But um, but I'll tell you, it was strange. It was really strange. I did talk with because um, now I had a you know probably an hour wait time before my brother landed, and so I was talking with one of the airport staff there and. Uh, and she said, yeah, it's been like this. It's really, really quiet. It's, you know, nothing is going on. And I said, well, if this is an airport, where are the airplanes? And uh, she didn't really comment either way. <laughs> I don't know what the story is, but it was really quiet and really dead. And this was a Friday afternoon, mind you. I just found all of that to be real curious. Yeah. So, I've flown in and out of Portland you know, dozens of times. And it's always like, ugh. you know, it's not, it's there, I suppose, worse things in life, like being on the 405 during rush hour, but Portland International Airport is busy. And then you get, I think it's the 210 freeway getting out of that to go south. That is now just like, oh, you just want to, you know, get an ice pick and jam it in your eye. Right, exactly. Exactly. So it was this craziness. And it was like, you know, had I been someone that could do, if I was a gymnast, I would have had plenty of room to do, you know, flips and turns and cartwheels and all kinds of stuff. Wow. There was nobody there. It was odd. It was, it was creaky, honestly. It was creaky. Got down to baggage claim and there's one carousel, and, meaning with activity on it, which was my airplane. And yep. that's it. It was strange. Wow. It was, it was strange. Anyway, uh, but flying back, um, you know, the airlines are really trying to create full airplanes. Mm -hmm. So my return flight from Phoenix was between the original booking to the booking I ended up with, it changed four times. Wow. Because they wanted to make sure that there was enough people on the plane and then they're they're not flying a 737 with only 10 people on it. You Mm -hmm. see, so it was an interesting way to earn some air miles and then a cash discount. And I'm like, oh, 
well, okay, <laughs> I'll just keep rolling with it because sometimes, and you know, Mercury is retrograde. So Mercury has a wonderful sense of humor and we get to do things a thousand and one more times to make sure we did it right, you know, back on time number 112. So anyway, um, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. But now I'll tell you, uh, this beautiful state that I live in, uh, re-entering Alaska, it, it is, this is a different ball game up here. Um, uh, getting off the plane and walking down the concourse, that's as far as you're going to get before you're stopped. And there's uh, several tables table set up. Um, a person has to scan a QR code, get into this database, fill out all the forms on your phone. So hopefully for those with cell phones, they were charged up. So it's it's about a six or seven page process just in your phone. And then then there's, you know, have you been COVID tested? Yes or no. Um, are you a resident? Do you wish to quarantine? I said, yes, I would love to quarantine for 14 days. And they were like, okay, okay. And I said, okay. I <laughs> get home. Three hours later, I received an email. Hi, there's five different places to go get tested and blah, 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 blah. So when my quarantine is over, then I am required to be tested. So very interesting, very interesting. And so now what they've done is they've changed it so that the testing is free and people, many, many people, uh, the numbers are like over 131,000 now have voluntarily gone to be tested and, you know, wow. We've only got it. Yeah. Um, Alaska has only 15 deaths altogether, which is great. But anyway, um, just the returning back into Alaska, I knew that there, I, I knew I would run into something. And um, that's what I ran into. And so what do we do other than we just roll with it and just say, okay, and just do it. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, that. Wow. So how much time? Okay. So on a normal time back, you know, you land at the airport in Alaska, get off the plane uh-huh. from the time you get off the plane to the time you get to like your car, what would that be normally? Mm-hmm. And then what was it this time when you are off the plane and you got to do all of that and then, you know, get to your car? What, did it add like mm-hmm. a half hour or? Yeah. Under normal circumstances, a long time would be 25 minutes. You know, okay. um, this time it was about 45, 50 minutes. Wow. So, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, because, yeah, the line of people. And like I say, um, you know, if a person is visiting Alaska, you know, if it's five days or less, then it's okay. If it's more than five days, well, the first thing you're going to have to do is quarantine for 14 days, and then you can think about your plans. Oh, my so, gosh. you know. Uh, it's it's craziness now. They have my info, and you know, so far no phone call. You know, no one's showing up at the door. But um, a friend of mine had a friend come visit. Was the person visiting? I think they were. No, they were coming back to the state state to quarantine at home. And um, her friend actually received a phone call because she decided probably to go to the store or some random errand and um she was this person was contacted and they said you know you're not at home 
you need to be at home. They're supposed to be quarantining. So uh. that's real interesting. I know. So, yeah, it, you know, there's, I have opinions and I'll just keep them to myself for right now, but it's just interesting. It's very interesting. And, um, yeah, so that's where it's at. So I thought, well, okay, you know, again, there's not a whole lot I can do about it right now other than to just roll with it and do what I'm supposed to do and then just keep going. So okay, so I got a I'm question doing. for you. So so you're off the plane, go home, you're quarantining for 14 days. You're still in this quarantine. How are you getting groceries and taking care of, you know, stuff? You know, I – I leave, I wear my mask, I have my mask, I'll go to the store, but I keep the trips really short. Like, you know, if I'm going to go Do they consider that quarantining, though, or are you allowed to to do that? Um, That's a good question, Gary. Well, because the only reason Um, I ask is because you just told me that story about that, the friend of your friend of your friend of your friend of your friend's friend that, you know, just got called and said, hey, you're not at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't gotten any phone calls, thank goodness. But um, oh, okay, good. But but you know, um, it, it's just this world of you don't know until you know. So, um, do I take my safety precautions when I'm out and about? Yes, I do. Yeah, because that's just what it is. And so anymore, even if a person wants to eat at a restaurant right now, you've got to wear your mask going in. You can take mm-hmm. it off to eat, but then you've got to wear it going out again. So. The quarantining, honestly, I believe that's more so upon the person, too. But when I learned about this stuff here, about the lady being called, that's a little bit startling. That's when it gets a little creepy. That's a little on the so, weird. Yeah. So I am technically on quarantine through Tuesday, which is good because then Wednesday I go have a massage. <laughs> and I Well, you'll need go it. There. Yes. Yes, I need it. Oh, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> but these are just some super different times for him. But, you know, I always like to. I'm not an expert with the astrology, but this is why I like to go back over there and say, okay, so what is going on over here that's mm-hmm. generating this monkey business over here? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's different things going on. And, you know, I... I kind of like to look at the bright side. I'm like, well, it is Mercury retrograde. I did travel. That means I get to travel again. So it's like, okay, well, I'll hold on to that. But there's stuff, you know, with the planets backwards, I think we're down to five planets that are going backwards. And, you know, it's not necessarily a negative thing because it's opportunity for us to revisit, re-review, you know, just look at what the heck is going on within ourselves. But, you know, some of the further out planets, specifically Pluto, um, with that being retrograded, actually um, the results of that uh, does speak to what is going on globally. And it's like these deep, dark secrets will be revealed and mass chaos and things like that. So, you know, that's, for me, that's why I always like to visit astrology a little bit, or I'll call up a friend of mine, Mr. Doug, who can give me, you know, okay, well, this is what this means, and this is how it impacts people. Oh, okay, cool. So I like to have that measuring stick because it really, it does impact all of us. It makes, it's a real big deal. It's a very big so deal. Speaking of Mr. Doug, how is Mr. Doug doing? 
You know, he's doing fabulous. He's staying busy. Um, Washington State is, I think, in phase two or phase three. Anyway, what this means is him and a couple of other mutual friends of ours, they can now go have breakfast at the restaurant at the casino. (laughs) Well, that's perfect. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yep. So the casinos are open and they're having fun and going out and about and earning their points and getting the free meals. He's doing well. He is doing well. He's certainly staying busy. Absolutely. Well, I know we had a lot of fun when um, we'd have him on the, I call him the old show, but when we're doing the old show and Doug would come on with you and you'd take, uh, you know, calls from listeners and your fans and stuff like that. That was really cool. So when he goes out to breakfast, do you think he drinks coffee? Does Doug drink coffee? You know, once upon a time, he drank coffee all day long. And then things changed. So he sticks with juices and waters, and he might have a cup of coffee. He was a serious coffee drinker for a while. And then he said, well, I can't sleep at night. And it's like, dude, you're pumped full of caffeine. You're not going to sleep. So... He, he changed his health routine around, um, and, and his health changed him. So he's got a little dance going on there. But, uh, yeah, he had to make some lifestyle changes. Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, well, so if we're going to be talking about coffee for a second. I drink like 10 cups of coffee a day. And it might sound like a lot until I tell you how I make it. And I thought I made my coffee strong and apparently I make the weakest coffee since, you know, I don't know, since having decaffeinated see-through water, GMO fat-free coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. But I used to get the Keurig, you know, and just everybody out there, if you got a Keurig, great. Okay. I had terrible luck with mine and it. Every year on almost to the date, the water pump would go out and you'd call Keurig. Their customer service was fantastic, but you had to go through this whole like rigmarole and they would say, you know, poke it here, jam it there, shake it here, bang it there. And then does it work? No, it still doesn't work. Oh, okay. We'll send you a free new one and some free copy. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Thank you for choosing Keurig. Goodbye. Um, that's not a commercial for them. That was just exactly how it did. And so the second time it happened, I was like, oh, it's just the dumbest thing ever. So, you know, and, and I think I, you know, and I bought, because of course I'm super bougie. So if I had to buy the most expensive Mr. Coffee <laughs> Keurig thing there was. So, you know, it's probably like two ninety nine or whatever it was at the time. And after my, I think the fourth replacement of this and again Keurig was fine replacing it they're like oh yeah we know that for that particular one there's a problem with that and you know we're sorry here you go like wouldn't you want to just like fix it but no they just send me a new one but after that and the pods and all that then I got the reusable pod container where you could use your blah 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 I finally got Mm -hmm. so sick and tired of it I was working at the grocery store and I had I think like a ten dollar coupon and I was doing what was called price integrity at the time. That's where I would get up at the lovely hour of one thirty in the morning so I could be at work by oh. 2 and then Ooh. inspect all the price tags in the store and do all the price signs and worst job ever. I mean, I would much rather do backbreaking work than that. And I was the worst at it, but I was covering for somebody who's out for surgery. Anyhow, long story short, I had a coupon and I just happened to look up and there was like this Mr. Coffee coffee maker that, you know, on the sale price was like $11 from, I think like 19. 
And I thought, well, yeah. I think I'm going to just get a Mr. Coffee and just go buy, you know, three pound thing of coffee and get some coffee filters and do that. And so I get the Mr. Coffee for, I think, $11. So, you know, after my coupon, I paid a dollar. So, of course, it's all about the deal. And I'm going, yes. I bought one of the um, reusable filter things. So, you know, it's like metallic, but it lets the coffee and stuff go through. And then afterwards, you throw the, the stuff in the, your compost and blah, blah, blah. And you can just rinse it out. So I got that. And then I got my coffee with my coupons and all this. And so I'm thinking I'm making super strong coffee. Super <laughs> because I put, I know, right? Because I put three scoops of coffee in it. And I'm going to guess the scoop. I, I don't know. It's just a scoop that I have. And I thought, well, that has to be like a lot of coffee. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm drinking 10 cups of coffee a day. And I could go to sleep right now. This is great. Um, guess what? The coffee is not apparently that strong. Because if I ever go to a something that rhymes with bucks or anything else having to do with tea. Um, uh-huh. I will tell you, I can have a cup of coffee and I usually get like a cold brew cause I, I'm not a hot coffee drinker mm-hmm. outside of the house. Cause again, I don't want to, I'm going to try not to have coffee breath and go, hi, how are you? Cause coffee <laughs> breath is really gross. And so um, anyhow, so if I'm out mm-hmm. having coffee, I can have like a, you know, like three sips of a cup of coffee and I'm like lit like a light bulb. Um, but I can have 10 <laughs> cups of coffee in the morning that I make and I can fall asleep at the drop of a hat. So that's me with coffee. Do you, do you drink coffee? Oh, honey, yes, I do. And uh, I like What do you like? Bold. I love espresso. I love, love, love. Now, I like to get the ground espresso mix, and then I have a little coffee pour-over thing, right, where it makes a cup of coffee. And I like it that way because it's a fresh cup of coffee. It is so bold that you, I think a spoon could stand up in there, you know. Wow. And I don't like creamer. I don't like sugar. I just like straight black coffee, period. I like it bold. And... um usually two cups and that's about my limit for the entire day. So I like to get juiced up in the morning and then it carries me through the day. Once in a great while, I'll have a cup of coffee in the afternoon, but I have to be careful about the time. I don't like weak coffee to me. It's like um, nasty. (laughs) It's like, where's the caffeine? (laughs) That's what I kept thinking. It's like, I'm just immune to caffeine. I'm just so tough. Cause I, here's what I think really gives me energy in the morning. So as I'm drinking my mm-hmm. four cups of coffee, I, but I have a giant mug. So my one mug holds like four cups of coffee. It's like, a, it should be like a measuring cup. Um, but I'm sitting here at the computer before I get ready for work, you know, doing stupid stuff on Facebook or whatever. And I'm drinking all my four cups of coffee in my one mug and nothing is phasing me. And so now, um, and for a very long time, I've taken a green tea pill. And so as soon as I take the green tea pill, it's like, ooh, my coffee's kicking in. No, dummy. It's the green tea pill. Yeah. I'm smart like that, Stephanie. I don't know how you do two cups of espresso because I've smelled espresso before and I didn't sleep for a week. Oh. (laughs) You are a lightweight. You're a lightweight. Well, clearly, yeah. Oh, God. I had somebody at work by me and I didn't ask them that this came in and, you know, they had like copies or, you know, ice drinks for folks. I had a 
uh, caramel macchiato, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most mm-hmm. delicious thing I think I've eaten ever. And I went back to order one, you know, just on my own. I was like, ooh, that was nice. And I was, I was really wired after about a third of that one. And I go back, there was about 7 trillion grams of fat and all this other stuff in it. And I was like, well, no wonder I loved it. It was delicious. Yeah. But I do drink coffee black. I don't add sugar or creamer or any of that type of stuff. I love it. Absolutely love it. But, you know, I'm trying to deprive myself of things that I love like that. So when I do have that, I can really enjoy it versus just having, yeah, I'm going to put on sugar and coffee in my coffee. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. But if I'm going to have sugar or, you know, a treat, I'm certainly not going to throw it away on coffee. And I'm sorry, coffee. I, I will still have a weak pot of you tomorrow morning. But... <laughs> Anyway, That's funny, so, Garrett. well, I, I, I wish I could be like, you know, you and drink espresso. Maybe one day I'll come up to Alaska, you know, when we're having, cause you know, I won't come in the winter time cause I hate cold weather. So when you're having your mm-hmm. heat wave at 40 degrees, I can come up and visit you and we'll have a cup of espresso and I won't need to sleep for a week because the sun is up <laughs> pretty much 23 and a half hours a day. You know, it sounds like you have already visited here, except we actually hit, I think one day we hit 75. Woo-hoo. Really? Wow. Was a, oh, yeah. Well, I know the the yeah. pictures that you post always are just so pretty and just, I mean, you, you see the blue skies and you can just go, oh, I bet you could just breathe for miles there, you know, and here, if you're at the beach, you can mm-hmm. breathe. But, you know, if you drive up towards L.A., you know, it, it looks just like it does in the movies, folks. I mean, it looks nice and hazy, and you can't see the Hollywood sign or any of that type of stuff. You only see the Hollywood sign after it rains. Um, but the pictures wow. that you post up in Alaska, just so pretty. It's, it really is stunning, and it's really nice to have clean air. You know, it, you know, having moved north here from the Pacific Northwest, I mean, it's very pretty, western Washington. Very pretty there, too. But it's different when the air is all, and nature here is just on a whole different, it's not just a mountain, it's a mountain, you know. And to be able to see Mount McKinley on a clear day, and it's 133 miles away, and you can see it. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, um, I've got more pictures to post, too. I need to post those. But I really love taking pictures of the skies. There's the clouds here are something else. You know, everything's different here in a nice way. It's very peaceful. Well, you also took pictures when you were down in Phoenix too, because I think you weren't off the plane more than 18 minutes and you're already at your brother's house and you're driving in through to the house at like (laughs) at dusk. Oh, look at the pretty pictures. I'm like, Stephanie, just, I mean, honey, I think you got. (laughs) But they were pretty pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're interesting. Yeah. So we're at the 28-minute mark. So uh, we got a couple of people that have called in, and they've been so patient. They've been waiting on the line. Do you want to tell people who are listening? By the way, if you want to call and ask Stephanie a question um, tonight, you get to ask one question. In just a second, she's going to tell you how this all works. Um, If you want a private reading or spend more time with her, her website is plugged twice on the show page. It's whitelight.love, but I have it hyperlinked for you. So that way we'd make it super easy to get in touch with Stephanie. Just press, press the button and um, you'll go right to her website. But Stephanie, how do you do what you do? What type of questions should people be asking? Um, How much detail and information do you want to do a one question reading for them? 
that one question reading is good. And, you know, the way this works, and this is the fun part about radio, um, first name only, and then your question, of course. And the reason, you know, a question helps because otherwise, I mean, we could drive this boat for all night if we wanted to. So that gives a focus point. Um, so I connect with, you know, in Theta Healing, that I just love this modality, and I love to stress it to people because Theta Healing teaches how to connect. Where are you going to get your information? So I'm very clear about that. First and foremost, I connect with source. Source meaning creator, meaning God, the divine, however we want to phrase it. And when I say source, to me, it um, represents like the grand central sun, the, the source of all energy, the source of creation, source. So I connect with source through source, getting also permission from the person on an energetic level. And then in looking at the question, when I, you know, when the questions are posed, what happens with me is that I will start to either see words or colors, pictures, images, um, the information comes in. Now, again, understand that in my training, in my knowledge and awareness, I bring my energies to a certain place first. I go up to, you know, the 12th plane of existence. I go up and do the things that I do in order to be prepared to just be able to just go right in and start answering questions right away. And it's also done with not only permission from the person, but also um, inviting in tribes, meaning their spirit guides, the archangels, the angels, the ascended masters, whoever wants to be present. And so when a person is thinking about a question, you know, it, it varies across the board. It's unique for every person. So um, I guess the only thing I probably wouldn't answer is the lottery because that changes every second. So, you know, what are the numbers? But, um, but, you know, it's very personal for each person. And, you know, sometimes, too, you know, when I work privately with people, um, it can be a session where they would like to connect with a loved one who may be on the other side. Or we're doing business counseling. I do work with business owners as well for consultation on various decisions that they need to make. Um, do a lot of spiritual life coaching. Um, I am also a minister, so there are those who do come forth and, you know, are more comfortable under that umbrella, and that's perfectly fine. So whatever the needs are, I can meet them where they're at. And if ever, you know, the need is slightly different, I am absolutely open and have no problem saying, well, you know, I think so-and-so would be a better fit. You know, they would be able to help you in this area, their, their knowledge and awareness is stronger. And I like to let people know that because I think it's, it's not about the ego anymore. It's about directing people to receive the right kind of help that they need. That's really what this is about. You know, the fact that anyone steps forward, Hey, you've got courage. There's a lot of courage going on. There's a lot of trust going on, you know, and even if it's just a crapshoot to see, Oh, what's she going to say? That's okay, too. It still takes courage to step forth and ask a question. So I'm in gratitude for those who choose to do so. So, so with that, let's get to our –
Okay, yeah. so callers, are you ready? If you call in now is the time to do it. We're going to take a couple of calls right now, and you still have time, and we'll squeeze you in if we can. Otherwise, I'm going to talk about if I like tuna fish, oil, or water. That is a topic that I have to talk about tonight. <laughs> Very important. But 323-657-1493 is the hotline. And call in, and right now, area code 212, you're live with Stephanie. Thanks for waiting. May we have your first name and your question? Oh, hello. Excuse me. This is Casey in New York. And hi, Garrett. I'm glad to hear you're back on the air. You always thought you were a great host, and you're very funny. And I'm going to join the show. you're our favorite listener of the night. You get an award. (laughs) <laughs> Yay! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but I meant it all. And hi, Stephanie. It's so nice to hear you and hear all your travels and experiences. Oh, wonderful! Thank you, and it's nice to hear your voice, Casey. Thank you. Hello, hello, thank- hello, hello. So let's see. Maybe <laughs> I could ask a quick. Um, I've been having issues with my sister, and we clash a lot, and, um, well, like, she thinks it's me, but maybe it is, because she tends to trigger me, and um, I feel like she's, she tries, and I know she means well, but it's like she's kind of not there, and she's, um, she forgets a lot of stuff that we talk about, and that I tell her about me, and she tends to sometimes treat me like, you know... She doesn't really know me or I'm a moron, even if I talk about problems I'm having with the cell phone or the computer, like, you know, starts explaining like I don't know anything. Anyway, it's, um, and we have, we've been having other kind of clashes and um, I'm also kind of worried about her and where her head's at. So is there any guidance about what's going on with her how she changed in our relationship, or what? How I can we can heal this, or I can heal this? Yeah. So first and foremost, um, this is. So when we look at everything going on, the retrograde planets, the three eclipses in less than thirty days, we're all kind of zapped right now, and this is not going to let up until um, the winter solstice this year. So. Um, that being said, the thing with your sister and you is part of it is you two are alike, but it's very minimal. One of the things going on within you, because, you know, when we, when we encounter issues and problems with other people, logically that starts within us first. It's like what's going on inside of us. So in looking at that for just your own self, it's the energy of unforgiveness. And so, you know, when we look at our lives, there are things that we've done or haven't done, whatever, and it's hard for us to let that go. And um, I'm aware of other circumstances in your life, too. So there's an energy of unforgiveness as far as, well, shoot, I'm still here. What does this look like? The thing is, uh, for you and your sister, you are essentially going to end up being the strong person again, because what part of what's happening is that there there is some changes going on within the brain chemistry of her and you may be partially dealing with her as you know her to be called your sister 
And then there's another part of it, uh, possibly flirting with something else, you know. And I don't mean energy-wise. I mean physical body-wise. So, you know, I am not a doctor. I can't make that prediction. But um, but it's almost like you're dealing with two different people with her. So this is where the energy of forgiveness would come into play, where it may be hard to let that go, but just to begin to observe her more and come from the neutral stance. Because mm. she's she's getting ready to make changes on a very personal level in the coming year. So one thing that you can do just for yourself is to continue your own self-care, you see. Take care of what's going on within you. Um, and it, it's almost like I can feel what you're saying because it's almost like she's intentionally triggering you is what it feels like. Um, that's a little bit, that's part and parcel of what's going on. Is this going to subside? It will. It will subside. It's just going to take some patience. What I'm seeing is that it, as long as you can get through the month of September, things will naturally start falling into place a little bit easier for some reason. It's like you come to a place of understanding where it's like, oh, okay, this is what it is. This is what's going on. So it'll be an aha moment for you. And then you'll begin to finally just take her at face value, you know, when you see her or when you talk with her. Like, okay, well, this is what it is. So it's, it's harder to be the person to take the high road. And that's what's happening with you right now. So, yeah, um, just continue to, you know, uh, belly float is what I like to say. Just belly float with the energy of that. Um, and pretty soon you're going to begin to observe more of what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Well, this is, do you think that um, something is, like, might be wrong with her physically? Is she it? may end up having, um, no, just, you know, for some people it's a natural part of life, just, you know, slowly, quietly slipping into dementia. Oh, yeah. God. Because, the, you know, there's a lot of chemical changes that go on in the brain. So this is the part where you would just simply want to observe and just see. Because with dementia, you know, um, there's two different personalities. There's the original personality, and then there's the other, like a secondary personality. And the thing is, they're walking in both worlds. They're both on this side and the other side. And there can um, be confusion. So because they're not understanding that. So when she's talking with you, and this is only, you know, let's say she's talking with you, but she's also talking with your mother who's on the other. It's going to be confusion as to, well, gee, Casey, she's here. Why, why do you not see her type of thing? So, yeah. Yeah. So I there learned you from, go, Casey. Um, yeah, there you go. When <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, um, wow, that you've heard that before, Stephanie, and we're going to send um, Casey a yeah. lot of good thoughts for her family. Yeah, um, We're going to go to our next caller here. I don't know. I know it's like an Internet call, so I'm just going to say one, 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 because that's what shows up on my screen. But I've unmuted your line. Welcome to Rated G Radio. You've got Stephanie Gerard, psychic on the line. What is your name and your question? Go ahead, please. Hi. Um, nice, interesting story. My name's Lisa. 
Arizona. Oh, okay. Arizona. Okay. I'm very hot. How are sticky, sticky? Just <laughs> like, uh, like gooey. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call. I'll make it quick. Uh, I just want to ask you, uh, the gentleman that I uh, was co-working with, and we had we um, we had communications um, and talk. Um, and I know that uh, uh, when he's going through losing, uh, leaving the company after a decade, uh, and and at this time of COVID nineteen. Um, but anyway, um, and then I'm, and then I had to go through some some things. Uh, so I just want to see if you see anybody in the near future after he comes down, because you know we all take things differently, and uh, our emotions come into our brain. You know, when we lose our job or. You know, you know that you're professional. I, I just want to know if you see us communicating in the nearby future. If you two will be communicating again in the near future. Yes, yeah, that's my question. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry about all that. So you're, yeah. So you're separated from the COVID, but you want to know. I'm just wanting to make sure I understand your question. But you want to know if the communication will continue. Coming in the future, is that correct? Yeah, yes. So basically, like, do you see us, like, face, facing each other, talking in the nearby future? Yeah, there we go. Do you see oh, us I see. What, okay. Thank you, Okay, got Help it. Yes. Thank you yes. for the clarity on that. I appreciate that. One second here. Um, what I'm getting, let me see, is the company. First of all, the, the company will bring people back under one roof it's going to be the latter part of the year um what's coming through is probably the month of october and also fiscally that's sometimes a new year for certain businesses so um i do see that happening and it is this year it might even be november but i get more so october yeah yes yes that's what i'm talking about yes October so, is the earliest, November is the latest, yeah. That's coming mm-hmm. right up. It's almost – mm-hmm. okay, I want to thank that caller. Stephanie, I want to ask you real quick, so we've got one, another call we're going to jump into. Have you got a haircut since you've been on quarantine yet? Oh, honey, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. I had my hair did. I got my hair done. Um, I did that in April or May. It was the month of May. We were one of the first states to start to open up. And I'm also really great friends with my hairdresser. So I got a perm. I got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I shaved my head about two weeks before the quarantine started. Um, Well, I mean, this is back in February. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And so I just had my head shaved. No idea that this was going to be coming or that my my hairdresser, who is... (laughs) over a certain age had to quarantine and couldn't blah, 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 blah. So anyhow, oh. so my hair is now grown out and I haven't had a haircut in seven months and it's starting to look really <laughs> surfery and look good. So uh, I, my, my boss is like, yeah, your hair is starting to look really good. And I'm like, it's uh, I'm, I'm rebelling. So don't expect me to cut it anytime soon. And he looks at me like, I, I just can't even. And I'm like, that's right. Keep walking. Okay. So let's get to our next caller here. Okay, Area code okay. 313. Welcome to Rated G Radio. You are live with Psychic Stephanie Gerard. May we have your first name and your question. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm fine. My name is Sherelle. 
Sherelle. Hi, Sherelle. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I was wondering, when would I hear from Cordell? I'm sorry, when will you hear from? Cordell. Okay. He used to be involved until until he quit the job, and we used to be doing spiritual things, having a good time, until his so-called baby mama thought that we've been fooling around. I haven't heard from him for another month. And he quit the job mm-hmm. one on two weeks, and I haven't heard from him. So I'm just very concerned and whatever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, first first of all, he's okay. Secondly, um, whatever he's going through, he's making that decision on um, when to reconnect, not if, but when. And what comes through, um, it's going to be a little bit longer timeline than what you would prefer. It's going to be somewhere in the next month or so. He's taking mm-hmm. a step back for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. But he will be coming forward again. Um, maybe, yeah, I'm getting a month to maybe slightly more than a month. Now, um, one thing that can come in your favor here is that Mercury, the planet Mercury affects our communications and it, it Generate the communicative setback. Yeah, it, on the twelfth, on the twelfth, which you I write think this is tomorrow. What, oh, t- that is tomorrow. Oh my goodness. So then we have stationary direct position. So it stops moving, but it's holding. Then it goes backwards, and then it proceeds forwards. So it will be fully direct by the twenty second of this month. So this can actually work in your favor as far as calling back calling up his energies again. So at nighttime, one suggestion, and you probably already do this, is to have those conversations with him, to connect with his high self, and to express whatever it is that you want to say. I do. I do. We do that. We do that all the time. Wonderful. I think so. We're very connected like that. Yes, right. We do that all the time. We Telepathic, we te- we uh, communicate telepathically, yes. Excellent. Um, I guess maybe one last suggestion would be to do, um, to encircle both of you in um, the color of pink, which is for love, or the pink mm-hmm. cloud of compassion to keep that together. Also, I generally express to people to use the violet flame of St. Germain because that will instantly transmute any and all energies that are not serving either one of you for the highest and best. So you can visualize your union within the violet flame and put both of your, you know, yourselves in the violet flame. And that way you're also offering support to him in time and keeping it on the up and up. Does that make sense? Yes. You said just, what you mean on the plane, like draw or just color? Or just in your mind's eye, you can just close your eyes and and just visualize that. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And if you want, yes, of course, draw. But uh, yeah, do that. I I strongly suggest the violet flame to pretty much everyone I communicate with, as long as they're open to it. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest that being that you're already communicating telepathically anyway. So that's exciting. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Hey, thank you very well, much nice for calling. 
Um, also, night. if you have called in tonight and want to rehear, because sometimes in the moment of the call, you kind of are like, oh, ah! you know, because I'm so active and listening, I'm not hearing anything. You can go back and re-listen to the show right here on Blog Talk Network. You can also download it on Apple's iTunes under the podcast uh, for Rated G Radio and our sister show, Rated LGBT Radio. You can download the whole kit and caboodle or individual episodes as you see fit. Okay, Stephanie, I have a question for you. Now, our last caller was just talking about, um, you know, kind of talking telepathically or talking, you know, to someone who is you know, not present with you and you're having these great conversations. I'm totally into that concept, but I have no clue on even, well, I don't know who would want to talk to late at night, but if I did have somebody I wanted to talk to late at night, who, I mean, how in the world am I saying, okay, you go over there in the next room and I'm going to be over here. And then you scream through the, you know, the string and the orange cans. And I'm going to tell you if you're right, because clearly that's not what you do. Can you explain to me a little bit more about what she's talking about? Yes. So um, within the connection that they have, it's active on both their parts. So they're both well aware. So generally speaking, so we have our self, we have our soul and our body. Then we have what we call our high self and high self meaning our spiritual body, because, you know, we have our mental body, emotional, physical, spiritual, and there's even more bodies beyond that. So what they're doing is they're connecting mentally and spiritually. So their their spiritual selves are, have made this agreement that, yeah, we want to talk to each other. So in, a simple comparison would be when if you are thinking about someone and then all of a sudden you receive a text message from that person. There's been a connection made. And so what she was talking about is that they're both open to this and they're actively communicating. So let's say that there's someone from three years ago and you'd really like to be in touch with them, you know, or reach out and say hi, but you don't know how to get a hold of them in the physical. One thing you can do is um, – you know, first of all, you know, connect with creator, source, whatever term we want to use for that. Go up and connect there first. Commune with God first. And that, then ask for permission, you know, would it be okay to reach out to, let's say, Joe, Joe, whoever. And, uh, you know, and then what you can do then is just in your mind just start talking. Hey, Joe, I've been thinking about you. I'd really like to hear from you. Sometimes it can take a little while. I have done that. And then, you know, sometimes a person will cross my mind about a month ahead of time. So I'll begin communicating. Oh, hi. Um, hi, Jane. How are you? Um, you know, whenever you're ready, you know, you're welcome to come forward and say something. Usually it take the longest for me, it takes about a month. Sometimes it's less time than that. It just depends. So, so it depends it- on, like, the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of like when I, you know, I'm going like, boy, I wonder what's happening with, and then the phone rings and it's that person or, or conversely, you know, there are certain people who just grate on my nerves. And I will tell you, I do talk out loud when I'm in my car and you can't hear me, <laughs> Stephanie, but I would never say anything mean about you because I love you. But um, there, there are people that I'm like, don't you know how unsufferable you are? Don't you, you know? And so I just say all these things because if I said them right. where I should say them, that wouldn't be a very good thing. 
Um, but it's like, how come they can't read my thoughts? Well, first of all, are they tuned into that frequency? Oh, probably, probably not. not. I will tell you. Probably because they not. would not That's be so insufferable to me if they were. <laughs> and, you know, when people are in tune with us, when we look those people in the eyes like, oh, yep, there you are. Oh, yeah, we know each yep. other. I don't know your name yet, but, yes, we know each other. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so with our, with our folks who we can find challenging, and I think we all have them, um, the, the greatest way and the best way is to simply ask God to send them love and blessings, and then love and blessings because we, this way it's keeping things clear, and then we're not being a litter bug into their energy field. And we're saying, oh, okay, I'm going to take a step back. Let's send them love and blessings. And I learned this one about five years ago, wishing the person love, light, and blessings somewhere else. And that's I am that writing that down, Stephanie. Love, light, and blessings somewhere else. Somewhere else. Somewhere else. We don't have to know what or where somewhere is. But we can wish them love, light, and blessings, love, light, and happiness that keep that love and that light in there. And then put them in a bubble and send them to somewhere else. And there you go. Yeah. Guess what I'm doing tonight after the show, Stephanie? (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, no, actually, I'm making two essential oil blends for... Uh, one of my Ooh. favorite people in the world, um, her name is Lauren, and we indirectly work with each other at the institution. So um, I'll be delivering that to her sometime tomorrow. I don't know how because we work the same shift, but we're going to figure that out. Um, anyhow, nice. uh, folks, the hour has flown by, and as much fun as this is, the show automatically is going to shut off in exactly one minute. So I want to take this moment to remind you that if you'd like to listen to the show again, please do so. Um, But please go visit Stephanie's website, whitelight.love. There are two links hyperlinked to her website on the show page. You can just click and it will take you right there. You can look around, you can read the testimonials, see all the cool stuff and book a private reading where you get her for whatever time you want to compensate her for. Because you you talk the sordid topic of coin later, but She's amazing. Um, I want to thank uh, Stephanie for being on tonight because I know this takes time out of your Saturday night schedule, but you are a champion. We're going to be back real soon with our other favorite. You know, I say other favorite like there's, you know, because I love it's an equal amount of love. But the last Saturday of the month, we're going to have America's Top 50 Psychic Rebecca Fisk on the show. So we'll welcome her in a couple of weeks. And uh, we'll Yay. see you soon on a new episode of Rated G Radio. We've got some other uh, shows coming up. Yeah. I just don't have time to do it like 17 days a week. So, um, But I've got lots of cool <laughs> stuff coming up, folks. So thanks for listening. Stephanie, you're always a gem. And you have been... Thank you. You've been listening to Rated G Radio. Rated G Radio.com. Woo-hoo.